0: extreme gaps in food consumption very high levels of acute malnutrition and excess mortality. The case of former Team USA gymnastics coach Larry Nasser will be front and center on Capitol Hill this morning. And there are new developments. CBS's Jeff
1: Pagase. We've confirmed that one of the agents involved in that investigation has now been fired and his dismissal comes as FBI Director Christopher Wray prepares to face a grilling by senators here. Olympian Simone
0: Biles, Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney and former college gymnast Maggie Nichols will all testify. A new independent scientific analysis finds almost every country in the world is falling short when it comes to fighting climate change. The findings come two months before international leaders gather to discuss the issue. CBS News climate specialist Jeff Berardelli.
1: As we prepare for COP26, the hope is that countries will come to the table with more ambitious climate goals, meaning the ambition to reduce their emissions more such that our increased temperatures won't be quite as high in the future.
0: A boy in Kansas entered a bug in a state fair competition and it sparked a federal investigation. CBS CBS's Stacey Lynn. A spotted lanternfly, which is an invasive species not seen in that part of the country. The bugs have wreaked havoc in the east for years, sneaking into Pennsylvania in 2014 in a shipping container from Asia. How one ended up more than 850 miles from the nearest known infestation is what they're trying to figure out now. S&P futures are up five, Dow futures ahead seven. This is CBS News.
1: Fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. The Exogen Temporal Scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Learn more at exergen.com. Vaccines are not enough and accurate thermometers are essential for everyone. COVID is once again a major concern and fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. An accurate thermometer like the Exogen Temporal Scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Studies have shown that non-contact thermometers are ineffective and therefore dangerous as they create a false sense of security. Exogen is working with a single focus to ensure that everyone who needs an accurate thermometer can purchase one. Learn more at exogen.com.
0: This is Renee An ancient tradition meets modern disapproval on a remote archipelago off Denmark, where more than 1,400 dolphins were killed in one day. In the ancient Faroese language left by the Vikings, it's called the Grindadrop. Hundreds of sea mammals are herded by boat towards the shore of the Faroe Islands, where they're knifed to death for local consumption. Supporters call the practice environmentally sustainable and a precious part of their cultural identity. Animal rights advocates disagree and some on the Faroes say this year's record-breaking death toll has given some their pause. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. The Rolling Stones are honoring Charlie Watts. They'll change their famous lip and tongue logo from red to black when they resume their no-filter tour next week in St. Louis. They'll also show an archival montage featuring their longtime drummer who died last month at the age of 80. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
1: Pro football season's here, and pro roofers save valuable time with Beacon Pro Plus. Beacon Pro Plus works 24-7 for material ordering, order history, and automated promotion tracking, so you can get your favorite GAF roofing products even when working remotely. And now, order on Beacon Pro Plus and get a $175 gift card and a chance for a VIP pro football getaway. Gear up and raise your game with Beacon Pro Plus today. Build, score, and win at BECN.com. Are you a true crime super fan? Join award-winning 48-hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best Podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season three coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. When
0: I
2: say I'm going on a run in the morning, I mean a McDonald's run. Like to get the Crispy Chicken Biscuit. It's made with a crispy, juicy, and tender chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit. Try one for breakfast. Mix and match the Crispy Chicken Biscuit, Sausage McMuffin with Egg, or
1: Bacon, Egg, and Cheese Biscuit. Get any two for just $4. You know it's going to be a good day when it starts with a McDonald's run. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time
2: only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valorant product served.
1: Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Pitcock Glass is your go-to option for every glass need you can think of. Located in Nelsonville, Pigcock Glass specializes in residential homes and businesses with screening services, insulated units, mirrors, tabletops, as well as glass and window replacements too. Pigcock Glass professionals have over 100 years of combined experience and offer you the best options available to suit your needs in the Hawking Hills, Athens, Logan, and Hawking area. For more information, visit their website, pigcockglass.com. Bronies is your home for all football games, college, and professional. If it's on television, they've got it. Don't miss the game or daily food and drink specials like $1 tacos on Tuesday, $3 loaded nachos on Sunday, just in time for kickoff, and of course, 75-cent wing night on Wednesdays. After you cheer on the Bulldogs to another victory, come celebrate at Bronies. Brony's Alumni Bar & Grill. Spirits and mouth-watering food. 7 West Carpenter Street in Athens. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Kasich was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, Cars, Cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoon. At 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's 57 Chevy Cars, Cars, Cars. It's the 23rd annual Paw Paw Festival this weekend at Lake Snowden in Albany, Ohio, from the 17th until the 19th. Enjoy music, competitions, beverages, and more. Events include a best pawpaw contest, the Brewers' Round Table, and Pawpaw Beer Tasting, the Pawpaw Eating Contest, and the Paw Cook-Off, free shuttle service to and from Athens, Albany, and Hocking College. Once again, the 23rd Annual Pawpaw Festival at Lake Snowden in Albany. For more information, go to ohiopawpawfest.com.
3: If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check
1: NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat.
0: Sounds good, honey.
1: Check today at NHTSA.gov the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH!
3: Boy, the weather was weird this morning driving to work. Kind of dark skies in certain areas and foggy in others. And that's what we've got to expect throughout the day and for that matter the next day or two. Right now 69 degrees gonna climb up to 75. Hey, It's a special t- edition today of the uh, party line program. The Athens Area Chamber of Commerce, that's our topic. And its president, Danny Underwood, is here live in our studios. We'll get brought up to date on all of their activity, And there's a bunch, I might add. Um, Danny, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, always a pleasure. But it's been a while.
2: It has. I think the uh, last time we chatted was right as the pandemic was
3: unfolding. Yeah, well, it's unfolded. Um, And we'll get into some of that as we go along here. But uh, folks, our Athens Area Chamber of Commerce. Now, it used to be the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce, and my dad and I changed it to the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce many, many years ago. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the history here uh, as we go along here. Let's see here. Who is that now? Okay. Oops, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Um, okay, so, uh, first of all, we have 400, over 400 members to the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce. That's That's a healthy... List.
2: It is a healthy list. Uh, The business community is strong and the partnerships um, between it all are strong. And the folks before me have done a significantly, a significant job.
3: Yeah. Well, um, now the mission. You know, we need to, even though you've been on here before, the odds of someone hearing it twice in a row, you know. So, the mission of the Chamber, Uh, I have it in writing here, but I bet you have it pretty well memorized.
2: Uh, I do, I do. We are certain to tie everything back to this mission, and and I know my predecessor worked hard to make sure that this mission was something that we could continue on for years, and it's to strengthen our business community through collaboration, engagement, and strategic partnerships.
3: each of those words, think of it, folks, to strengthen our business community through collaboration. That means working together, engagement, and strategic partnerships. Powerful. You have a board of directors. Uh, By my count, there's 10, maybe 11. Um, And then there's um, a bunch of, uh, maybe half of that group is also considered the executive committee. Um, I can, as I think back of my years as president and stuff, Um, It seems to me we had about the same size. We might have had a slightly larger group. But um, these are people from the business community who, in addition to their responsibilities with their jobs, they volunteer or are appointed to help out for a few years, and then someone else takes a turn. And um, so why don't you... um, I don't know if you have them all perfectly memorized, but why don't you just go down the list?
2: Sure. So,
3: our board chair, who
2: is the lead of their directors and somebody I talk to on a regular basis, is David Mott from uh, Malika Gall, Sloan and Sillery. Mm-hmm. Our vice chair is Christy Kennard of Career Connections. Past chair, Natalie Tevis from Air Clause. Dan Stroh from Snyder, Fuller, and Stroh fills our treasurer spot. And Lindsay Barnett of the Hampton Inn is our secretary, and that makes up our executive committee. The at-large members are John Daly from Quidel, Tara Giltz of Ohio Health Oblinas Hospital, Andrea Lewis of The Post, Kurt Montel of TAM Construction and Uptown Uptown Rentals. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna Russell from Ohio University Credit Union, and Shauna Wolf, formerly Bolin of Ohio University.
3: Sure. Well, there's. Um, that's a good group. I know, um, know every one of them. <laughs> the, um, you know, one of the things I'd like to discuss is when my father and I came to town, in 1973, the Chamber of Commerce existed but the office was open actually one half day a week <laughs> wow yeah wednesday afternoons <laughs> and i think they had a, a a little room in what we would call the old secure bank uh, security bank building which is where um oh um, people's bank people's bank
2: mm okay
3: Um, Uptown? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But it wasn't occupied very, very much. (laughs) And um, the names, I was trying to think last night. This was like 10 o'clock at night. Ann or Judy Aljo. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. It was Ann.
3: Ann Aljo. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: She's on our incorporating documents.
3: And then there was a, a Judy something. That also, the two of them ran the chamber, a half a day each week. Anyway, but um, we got the idea, my dad and I, that you know this this city uh, deserved a full-time chamber of commerce, and so um, John Jones was having some surgery up in Columbus. My dad lived, of course, in Worthington. He went over and would visit him in the hospital a good bit. And one thing led to another. He had just retired as an auto. um, He had a big auto dealership here. Buick Oldsmobile Cadillac, as I recall. And I said, would you consider? And he said, sure. So we built an office right in the lobby of the OUN. And, um, there was another woman who, oh, her name's skipping me a little bit. Jean. Anyway, she became the executive secretary. And, um, and things started to click. And I'm thinking George Draw also did it for a while. And, of course, George was a feature here on our our, out here at the radio station, but best known as a shoe store owner on Court Street and in Nelsonville. Stanley Shoes, remember that? Well, anyway, now, your Chamber of Commerce is a full-time operation. It's had several nice locations, but presently you're down in the Innovation Center. That's correct. And that's a nice facility. And um let's see now it's you are the president it used to be the president was changed each year like and then they had the uh, i can't remember it was the executive director or something like mm-hmm. that but um they, over the years the, the the titles have changed a little bit but you're the president and then you have a, a person who's like the what, what is the top title called
2: uh so within our within the staff I'm the president and executive director, mm-hmm. and then Dawn Worley-Sims, who has been with the chamber for quite some time, is mm-hmm. our director of operations, and she is also full-time staff uh, in the office, and then we have a part-time marketing and PR specialist. Okay,
3: but the isn't there someone from the business community that is named, like, chairman of the board mm. or something like that?
2: Yes, our chair is David Mott. Okay, mm-hmm.
3: there you go. Well, anyway, just going through some of the um, the history, because I think it's all important. And, man, it has advanced so much. It's great. Now, um, you know, we, we, you've brought up, you've mentioned the staff. Now, events. Mm-hmm. Now, events can change from time to time, but there's, over the years, you've established some really regular events that happen annually. And uh, so why don't you... Um, Detail some of those. Sure.
2: Uh, chambers are tasked with a, a bunch of different um, jobs, and one of those is events to both fundraise, uh, since we are a not for profit um, private organization, but also a way to recognize our businesses and leadership and network folks together. So we have four annual events that we do every year. Our first is the annual meeting for our members. Mm-hmm. Usually happens at the end of January and that installs our new board and does a state of the chamber address um, and a really great way to showcase award winners from the last year in our business community uh, that are nominated and voted on by our board of directors.
3: It's sort of a banquet, right? Correct,
2: okay. we have a nice dinner. Uh, we usually try to get out pretty early because we know folks you know, don't like staying out too late on a Thursday night, but sure. it's a really great event and a, f- a lot of folks look forward to that and then we have our golf benefit that happens in may i think usually the third friday in may and this year's golf benefits i am pleased to announce was our most successful in many years Um, despite the pandemic we were very excited to get back out on the links
3: i'll bet bet that's true
2: (laughs) it was we it was the first year selling out on teams in a couple of years and the additional um, sponsorship opportunities were um, were more successful than it's been in a few years, so we were really excited. Plus, the um, the beautiful landscape at the Athens Country Club helped draw some some of that crowd in. Um, we have usually the annual chamber and auction chamber dinner and auction happens in um, September, and that's always a fun one and one of our largest fundraisers.
3: Yeah, that had been scheduled for a couple weeks ago, but because of the COVID thing got postponed until this week, right?
2: Yeah, it was, uh, well, initially it was supposed to be this week. i am got it fouled up, but... No, you're fine. Last year we tried to postpone it a little bit, as well as our golf outing, and had to switch it around last year. Mm-hmm. This year we thought we would be able to pull it off again, and there was a couple of competing challenges, one of which being COVID, that didn't feel like we could pull off a successful event that our folks were used to having. So, unfortunately, we did cancel that event and decided to put that energy, and a lot of our sponsors, thankfully, moved that energy towards our Women's Summit, which is our final event, um, annual event of the year, and this year is our fifth annual Women's um, Athens Area Women's Summit. We're really excited about that, and that's coming up October
3: 23rd. Now, um, let see, so I, I didn't mean to interrupt. They, uh, that Pretty much winds up the, the annual events. Correct. Now, some special things that take place, and they can be maybe just even one time. Uh, or they can be so, an, a new idea or something like that. Um, and maybe there aren't any right now because of the COVID thing.
2: I don't know that we have any unique or specific events that are going on that are, are really unique to COVID. Um, or well, unique through the year
3: Yeah.
2: Um, our other events are more of our monthly networking opportunities and committee meetings um,
3: well let's talk about that so you know there's there's a lot of things that um, oh well what uh, nine months ago the mayor mentioned that he wanted to do the DORA program and that got approved and you know that's um um way that you can socialize in certain designated areas on the sidewalk mm-hmm. uh, with, frankly, a, a glass of uh, your favorite beverage in your hand without it being uh, illegal or something like that.
2: Right. It just suspended the open container rules within yeah. a designated area.
3: Now, um, but there's all sorts of other things. Now, you've got these committees. Now, <laughs> there's, the, there's a thing called the Ambassador class yes what Uh, is that
2: (laughs) our ambassador club are made up of um, members within the business community who understand and believe in the mission of the chamber and want to volunteer again their time to help drive that mission So our ambassador club is um, a group of folks up to 15 um, total, but I think right now we're we're hovering at about nine of our ambassadors. And they are literally the ambassadors to the chamber. So they go out into our business community and are our eyes and ears. Don and I are only two people and you've already mentioned the fact that we have over 400 members. So staying in regular communication while also running an administrative office can be a challenge. So our ambassadors are our eyes and ears out into the community. They also help with event planning um, and in general, just become ambassadors out of our events to welcome in new members or new businesses in to connect them. We rely on them for a lot of work and they are um, extremely important, paramount to the chamber work.
3: And, and as I understand it, if there's a, biz- a member of the, cl- of the uh, chamber who thinks that's, that's kind of a cool thing, They can actually make an application and become uh, accepted as one of these ambassadors. Absolutely.
2: Ambassadors serve just a short two-year commitment. Um, There's monthly meetings that they go over what's important and kind of work out their plans. And any member of our business can have one of their staff members or representatives come and apply. Don's actually working through that right now to put out the call for nominations and application for that. So be looking for that in our chambergram or um, our monthly chambergram
3: coming out. I know here at the station we have had, uh, I'm going to say, three or four different members of our staff who have served in that capacity over the years, that is.
2: It's a lot of fun. Um, I was an ambassador before taking on this executive director role, and it was a lot of fun.
3: Well, it's nice to get to know people, isn't it? And that's one of the things they do. Um, Let's see. Now, another um, unit that, you know, seems pretty obvious is the Government Affairs Committee. Yes. Mercy. The government is uh, involved in everything, everywhere in the world. And um, different governments have different ways. And fortunately, we're very proud of our American government and our state government. So... But still, uh, complying with uh, their rules and everything, uh, you have a government affairs committee, right? We do, yes.
2: Uh, It's currently on a brief hiatus. Our board of directors went through a strategic planning retreat earlier this year and wanted to come out of that with more comprehensive idea around public policy and advocacy work. And we thought it was best to hold off in the government affairs at this moment until we launch that program, which... Uh, should happen by the end of the year.
3: Now, um, this next committee, of course it exists, and, and we've already spoken about some of the things they do, and that's the Promotions and Special Events Committee, so planning those things out. Right. Now, there's another thing here, though, that for years kind of existed, but it wasn't all that formalized. And now it is, and now it is a part of the chamber. And that's the up Athens Uptown business Association, and I don't know when you actually took that um responsibility over it's It's obviously uh, been a while, but um that used to be completely well I will call it independent, but I'm glad to see it under the the auspices of the chamber we are too
2: it seemed like a natural place we've got the bandwidth and some of the administrative um, uh, work to be able to put together some of the ideas that our uptown business community has uh, and be able to bring together all of those folks. So they are the committee behind Uptown for the Holidays during the holiday season mm-hmm. or the Uptown Trick or Treat. So they really think about how impact how to impact the businesses as a united front in the Uptown area, recognizing that's a bit different than the rest of the business community.
3: I saw a, a logo, a piece of art for the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce. It's your your logo, right? Mm-hmm. And around it there was um, a wheel, and it said six core member benefits. Okay, now we could we could start with any one of them. They're all six quite important, but I'll just start with first of all networking. Okay, so here you are. You're in business. You network with other businesses. You compare problems. You compare solutions. You compare, compare, compare. And maybe you can help someone else with the way you do it. Maybe you can learn something from them about the way you should be doing it. So that's networking. The next one is credibility. Um... I think a business that has the Chamber of Commerce tag on the door, um, there is a certain, what do you call it, credibility to that business. Um, Chambers are important throughout the nation. Visibility. The Chamber is very helpful in promoting all their members. And um, if you go to the Chamber of Commerce's website, every single one of them are listed, all the four hundred plus members, and sometimes with more information than you can find regularly. Um, the, the see the next term growth. Okay, we all want growth in our community. And successful, solid, reliable growth. Um, and, and growth doesn't always mean getting larger. It means staying strong, growing muscle, in other words, um, and, and not getting weaker, right, or smaller in numbers. And I mm-hmm. think Athens has been rock solid on that. I would agree. Two more words advocacy I I think I know what that is but I don't <laughs> want you to take it
2: advocacy is our efforts to make sure our business community is heard in discussions both public and private uh, to make sure that we have a voice in the room that is centering business as they move forward and this is where I was talking about we are retooling that government affairs committee uh, and we'll be taking concerted and um, focus steps in making sure that our business community is heard
3: and the final term is discounts and what they mean by that is they as a pooling organization um, certain types of insurance coverages certain types of this and that things that businesses need and require um, because they represent such a large group of businesses uh, certain companies will offer discounts to its members. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's, um, let's talk about COVID. Sure. Have you ever heard of that?
2: Uh, you know, maybe maybe a time or two. It yeah, sounds vaguely familiar.
3: Um, you know, this last uh, almost two years now, uh, it has taken a toll in lives, think here in Athens County we've had 63 deaths since this all started attributed to COVID when you look at the state numbers it's much higher of course internationally we're almost at 6 million people um, that have died um, the, the, the the concerns and everything it is, it is affected this business right here it has affected every business. Um. How do you how do you deal with um, what 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 has the chamber attempted to do? And you can talk about some things that have really worked well, and others that maybe you had hoped would but didn't. Um, to try to keep people from just getting thoroughly discouraged about being in business?
2: I will say these last two years in our business community has been the toughest and most challenging. And I have heard that consistently from staff and leadership and ownership from our small businesses to our corporations that are here. And the chamber has really tried to be a hub of information and making sure we're getting the right information to the right folks hands at the right time. So in some ways, we came into a marketing firm <laughs> as uh, programs from the federal government rolled out or as initiatives locally started to drive to get the right people at the right table and all doing that remotely, as most folks did their own businesses and trying to keep everyone safe and healthy, uh, but still successful and in business. So we worked with a lot of our partners and the pandemic did a remarkable job of knocking down some silos and some walls that had previously been created um, business to business or organization to organization. So we were able to partner with um, you know, government and the Visitors Bureau and the Small Business Development Center to really come through with some, some opportunities and resource sharing. We tried to make sure that our businesses had the best information to make the choices for them and we really tried some um, consumer campaigns, especially for our, our retailers and our service industry folks and retailer or restaurant folks mm-hmm. who suffered the most, um, both in, in staffing shortages and in, in revenue shortage. So trying to, to come out with that Love Athens, Keep It Local campaign um, to really get folks to shop locally and understand that that really importance of, of spending their dollar in Athens County uh, was one of the largest things that we tried to do. And for the folks that were not in those industries, uh, but maybe in professional services, to get them the right HR policies and the right information about how to maintain and manage their business remotely and keep their staff healthy and safe. Um, A lot of those folks didn't have quite the drop-off in revenue that some of our service industry did, but they still faced their own challenges. So we were challenged with, again, getting that right information to the right people at the right time.
3: I think I m- used the wrong term earlier. I said orca when I meant Dora.
2: Mm, I think you said Dora.
3: Did I? Okay. I think you did. What is orca?
2: Orca. So orca is the Outdoor Recreational Council of Appalachia. Um, that is a um, a government's, uh, a grouping of, a um, collection of governance to oversee outdoor recreation efforts in Appalachia. Um, most... Immediately, they're tasked with overseeing the Bailey's Trail System build and wow. maintenance. That's and an exciting new project. I'm so excited about that and the industry that that um, thinks to, to be and the sustainability that that comes with of that, that type of industry. So I'm very happy to sit on that advisory board as a business component to show what businesses need um, and to have opportunities for businesses to grow right here in Athens County um, rather than developers coming in to, to snap those up.
3: You know, I'm, I'm jumping around topically. You see signs in front of various businesses, even listing what they'll pay. Um, and in some of them, well, let's take a fast food restaurant. Uh, the pay rate is surprising to me. They're having trouble finding help or they wouldn't have those signs out. Here at the radio station, I have some very critical uh, jobs that pay very well. I can't find... Well, I mean, it's hard to find people that are interested. I don't... You know, I've owned this station with my dad, of course, initially, since 1973. I don't remember this ever being like this.
2: No, the workforce challenges that businesses are seeing right now are absolutely overwhelming to some uh, and definitely new to others. And it's multifaceted, the workforce challenge that we're having. There are folks who are, the pandemic has shown that business can be done differently. And that means that some of the workforce out there are looking for different opportunities that they may not have recognized existed before. Additionally, um, we're all fighting for the same people. And it's creating a wage war in a lot of ways. Um, And I think a lot of folks- Well,
3: why wasn't that there before? COVID. I mean, COVID didn't... I mean, yeah, everybody wants a job. Or needs a job. Um, But now it seems like... Well, okay, I'll play this like my stepson would do. Um, You know, they just want to sit back and collect the... uh, special things they get, which means they don't have to work for that money. Okay, uh, I don't completely buy that, but he's a very conservative type guy. Now, um, yes, there are things out there to help people, but it shouldn't be used to defray them from working normally, right?
2: It shouldn't, and I I actually I don't have any... Um, statistics, I wasn't quite prepared to talk about workforce, so I don't have, I'm not 100% prepared with anything in this, set, this instance, but I, what I'm finding anecdotally is that the pandemic has shown that some folks can work remotely, so they can work at a place who's not even here, um, which means it's taking from our workforce pool of folks locally, and then you couple that with, I can work remotely for a job that is not in a particular industry that is difficult on their body or that is difficult with a work shift and so i think we're seeing now that the pandemic has shown that there are varying ways to be able to work it's showing the workforce that they have a little bit more choice and i think that that has broadened that competitive nature throughout all of business so we're not only competing you know, this radio station's not only competing with radio stations here, but now they're going to be competing with radio stations in other markets who have very different budgets that can't compete in some ways. But in 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 that sense, we have, that that's some of the, the challenge that we're seeing. And likewise, on the flip side, there's a considerable effort trying to get remote folks to come and, and work here remotely. Um, but again, it's taking that workforce to some of the the larger workers or the larger employers or the ones who are offering different benefits um, or flexibility. And that's what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing to be the most um, challenge for the workforce right now.
3: Um, Folks, um, I've once again gone a long time without mentioning who our guest is today. And if you tuned in late, I should do so again. Danny Underhill is joining us live today. (coughs) Excuse my cough. She is the president of our Athens Area Chamber of Commerce. The Athens Area Chamber of Commerce has well over 400 members, which is uh, a real, um, what would you call it, testament to uh, how well this community thinks of our chamber. Uh, Danny, one of the things you've done um, during your term is a, a, a woman's summit. Yes. Um, what's that all about?
2: Well, that event was actually um, born. It was conceived and born, if you will, um, by my predecessor and two of our other um, strong business leaders here. Pauly Are we S-
3: talking about um,
2: Michelle Ostrike? Okay. Who is now with, of course, Jackie O's. Yes. And two other folks, Polly Sumney and Tammy Bobo, both from Hawking Valley Bank. Uh, the three of them got together. Five years ago and thought um, an opportunity to empower and inspire women from all career fields would be a great opportunity for workforce development um, as well as a creation or a center of place for women in the work area Um, and the the event was born and this year is our fifth iteration of the athens area women's summit so
3: what's it consist of is it a a multi-day event is it uh, where does it take place what what do the women yeah. or participants get out of it
2: so the participants get right now an entire day of uh, community exemplars and um, and leaders within career fields. so they will take in a whole journey of personal and professional development that are both through lenses of academic approaches and real-life experiences uh, this year is a full day, one day. I would love to grow this to a multi day conference. Uh, but it is a conference that has three sessions that will run three concurrent sessions in each of those and a keynote at the end. We have a networking opportunity and then professional headshots for 50 folks, and then um, the Ohio Health um, mobile mammography unit will be on site. Um, And it's just a, it's a day for, for women to come out, especially women, but it is open to everyone, Um, but through the lens of women at every career, career level and field um, to really be able to walk away inspired, inspired and empowered.
3: Now, let's see here. Uh, There's another thing called the racial racial equity coalition. What? What, um, How long has that been about?
2: Ooh, I long time? Yeah, I think it's been around for quite a while. It's a coalition that was built long before I was, um, before the chamber was a member. Um, But the Racial Equity Coalition is a large coalition of Athens County with, I believe, nine pillars of focus. Uh, The chamber sits on that coalition as a business member Mm -hmm. uh, with a business focus with some other. I think there are six of us on the business pillar. And the idea behind that is um, reviewing, researching, sharing, and developing racial equity in Athens County uh, through these multiple lenses where, um, where it needs to be viewed. Now We've the, been on that coalition for about a year now.
3: I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. You say you've been involved with that for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the state has a chamber of commerce. They do. And um, during my early years of getting it going, uh, the Athens Chamber lively, and particularly my father, he was even more involved than myself. Um, We became noticed in Columbus in a big way and uh, even had some opportunities at uh, various two- and three-day weekend meetings to present uh, a report of how we were making our chamber grow. Um, are you very engaged still with the, ch- the state chamber?
2: I am. We are engaged with the state chamber um, and share a ton of resources uh, with our peers around the states. That has been wildly helpful, especially during the pandemic. Um, I'm also a member of uh, two alliances that are more regional chambers, um, as folks know. Um, Ohio is not the same if you go to the northwest, to the northeast, to the southeast, and southwest. So we are members of the uh, the Southern Ohio Chamber Alliance and the Central Ohio Chamber Alliance and we're fairly involved with both uh, both of those as well as the Ohio Chamber. Um, They keep us apprised of things going on at the state level and we share uh, feedback back and forth about things that are happening around the state.
3: Now when you get together and talk to, uh, oh, say, your counterpart over in Marietta. If, They've got
2: a new one over there. I actually haven't met them yet.
3: Um, I think the last name is Worf. But I anyway, right. uh, whatever it is, whomever it is, um, you knew the predecessor. Mm-hmm. The, um, How many times do you find yourself saying, man, we're having the same problem? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm and and how how are you attacking that problem and, and um well you get my point
2: i get your point so as the chamber we all share similar challenges uh as well as a lot of associations right now if you talk to associations or civic groups um you know there's a challenge of competing um, associations and making sure that you are proving benefits and value to your membership. Once upon a time, a lot of these used to be very easy for folks to join so they could feel a little good about themselves. And now there's saturation of different associations. And then with the advent and, um, and catalyst of the internet, a lot of folks are challenged with, with getting information from associations because they're able to do it online. So as the as the chamber industry, the largest challenge that almost everybody is facing outside of the COVID challenge, I feel like that's everybody gets that. But the largest challenge chambers face are actually making sure that you're showing the benefits and making it an a metricable value to your members. Um, And that is that is not unique to us. As for business challenges that we're seeing um workforce continues to be a challenge but even county to county um are varying different because industries are very different um county to county even here in southeast ohio Um, but workforce tends to be one of those that are challenged of making sure you're trying to attract and retain um talented and committed
3: workforce to stay in the area so danny where were you raised
2: I was raised in Northeast Texas for most of my life, but I actually traveled a lot as a kid.
3: Northeast Texas. Are Mm -hmm. we like like Lake Texoma area?
2: Uh, uh, Henderson County, so near Tyler, if anyone knows if we're talking large-ish cities.
3: And your family, your your parents' backgrounds?
2: Parents' backgrounds. My dad is a Canadian immigrant, um, worked and grew up in a manufacturing town in Ontario my mom uh, grew up in texas and uh, grew up in dallas texas background in retail management Um, she went to school and and decided to be management regional and state management um, for a retailer in northeast texas
3: Brothers and sisters?
2: I have two brothers younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was in the service, um, got discharged, and is now living in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. My youngest brother is in Tulsa, Oklahoma as an RV salesman.
3: Well, it's a big time for that.
2: <laughs> He's been very busy.
3: Now, um, how, how is it that you wound up in Athens, Ohio?
2: Um... I, I told you already, I, I traveled a lot as a kid. Um, so while I spent most of my time in Northeast Texas, we traveled and lived briefly in many states, including Alaska and Canada. And when I graduated high school, I really wanted to continue to travel a little bit. And Ohio and Athens specifically was appealing thanks to the university. And my grandfather's family grew up um, or helped um, raise Miami Town over in western Western Ohio, and it, um, it kind of made sense. I had a friend of mine whose dad moved here um, during high school um, to help put in some of the communication lines, and I just thought it looked beautiful. And I thought, eh, why not? So when I was 19, I packed up a U-Haul, and I moved up here.
3: Now, uh, do you have a degree from OU?
2: I do not have a degree from OU. Okay.
3: Now, the um, what other schools have you attended?
2: I have only attended high school. Okay. I have uh, done lots of high education in other ways. I have a few certificates um, and have picked up skill sets where I can and taken advantage of every professional development opportunity uh, provided by an employer. But I do not have a traditional higher education degree.
3: That's all right. I have an honorary one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where do you anyway. talk to somebody about getting one of those? Yeah. So what's your... um? Oh, you can be gushy if you want. What's your favorite thing about Athens? Oh,
2: I only have to choose one.
3: No, you can have gushy things Let's if you want. Let's see.
2: One of my favorite thing about Athens. So there are very there are lots of reasons why I put roots down here. I need to. The first of which I will say is the magnificent landscape. Growing up in Northeast Texas, we had two seasons. We had summer. That lasted for approximately 11 months of the year and then not summer, which Mm. was just like summer junior for one month. So I was really happy to have the four seasons and the color changing and the hills and the trees. That first told me I was home. But the people who were here, the people who were really committed to this area and the resilience um, of coming from what Southeast Ohio was and continues to grow to be. And you see that in the folks who who are here um, so the people. And then another small component of which is the food. You can get every kind of food here um, without the traffic or the the giant prices of a large city. The entertainment. I love that, too. So, like, I can go see a, a traveling Broadway show for affordable, again, mm-hmm. without the traffic. <laughs> um,
3: well, that's coming back anyway. The COVID thing sort of put a little... Yeah. Bump on that. But, um, but yeah, you know, the athletic opportunities, mm-hmm. the showbiz opportunities, everything. Athens is fortunate. Very fortunate.
2: Very fortunate. I, the intersectionality of everything that, that literally comes together here in Athens and Athens County is remarkable. And it is very unique and it is home.
3: I like that. The, um, you know, we're having, um, Tomorrow, the mayor, Steve Patterson. He's on. Oh, I think every I know month. him. <laughs> 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 of course, you know. It. But you know that there's something that's appeared here. In let's see, what's the term for it? They they have these. Um, oh, let's see here. I'm, I saw it somewhere in my report. Anyway, it's it, it's there's some parking spaces where they've set up. Umbrellas and (laughs) tables and chairs, and you know they took West Union and redesigned that sidewalk area to allow for those without obstructing traffic. They're doing more on Court Street the same way. Uh, I really think uh, these are going to be unique and steps forward in. Well, you know what I mean.
2: I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, the parklets, uh, so that's the word word, that you're looking for is parklets. So as the pandemic unfolded last year, uh, we knew very quickly that our businesses needed to be um, adaptable. And one of our challenges, especially in the uptown area that we had, was the narrow buildings of most of those places. Mm. And um, there was no way to safely have folks be able to social distance during that time. And so in, immediately conversations started about how do we get people outside and how do we do it safely? And what does that look like for businesses of restaurants? So very quickly, um, we moved forward with this parklets and worked very closely with Andrew Chicky of the city, the Uptown Business Association, um, and really hammered out, I think, very, very quickly, a mutually beneficial um, piece of of legislation, really, that went through. Um, And I think that that's the future of the Uptown area. I think that that outdoor space that provides additional greenery that is nice and welcoming, and I think combined with you know the travel and tourism industry that's coming more and more, folks sure. are looking for that area. So.
3: And what's that annual dinner that lo- the length of Court Street?
2: That is Bounty on the Bricks. That's it. Yep. And, and sadly, um, that I missed that this year. That's one of my favorite events in
3: Athens. And well, there was even some concern about how much they could do this year again with the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, this is this I. I my heart tells me this COVID thing's going to be over with, hopefully by this time next year. Fingers and, crossed. Yeah. So um, what was your favorite um, hobby?
2: My favorite hobby is art. I am a mixed media artist. I do line drawing and watercolor and has been um, one of my favorite things I've started. I also very much enjoy hiking, and um, and yeah, art and hiking. Can you
3: show me some of your pieces? I'm S- sure. Son? Okay. Have you had any displays out? I have not. Like at the, the uh, library or somewhere?
2: I have not. It is a personal. It's more okay. of a personal thing for me, okay. but I I very much enjoy doing it.
3: Well. What do you think I've failed to bring up today that you had hoped I would?
2: (laughs) Dave, you have covered about everything I could have guessed or (laughs) hoped to cover. Um, I really wanna leave folks, and every time I talk about it, especially um, since we frame this around some of the the pandemic is really showing the the true strength of our business community is remarkable, truly. Um, And they have done magnificent work for their own staff or consumers to make sure they're still getting great products and recognizing that their staff are our neighbors and our friends and making sure that they have a healthy and safe place to go. So um, they're remarkable. So if you know, and trust me, you do know, a business owner or manager, please reach out to them and tell them they're doing a great job and continue patronizing um, your local friends.
3: Now, you know, we do have some corporate people. We do. uh, You know, like Quidel and so on mm mm-hmm. um, are they um, are they inclined to jump in and be active with the chamber
2: they absolutely are so John Daly sits on my board um, Quidel is a strong sponsor of most of our events as is other corporations like Ohio Health Walmart um, trying to think of other ones offhand but just because they're corporate doesn't mean that they are not committed or involved to this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are very proud and humbled by the partnerships that we have with our, corporates, our corporate businesses.
3: Is there one area that uh, continues to trouble you that you'd like to get better? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we are continuing to expand outside of the city of Athens. That was one of our resounding um, communications that have gotten back and I know Dave that you and your father um, that's one reason you changed Athens area rather than just Athens and that continues to be a challenge but we took that on as a strategic initiative this year and are hoping to put together um, a structure that will be sustainable for years to come about how to be active and engaged in the community at
3: large well thank you thank you thank you thank you and uh, keep up the good work and um, let us uh, spreading the word for you
2: i appreciate it dave thank you so much for your time and being a guest on this show thank you
3: all right well let's see here scott um one of the things that uh, um, came up in the last 24 hours and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it on friday is california's recall of the governor and um I don't know. I I have a son-in-law out there in Orange County who's very expressive and very uh, adamant about the topic. But uh, uh, anyway, that recall didn't work out, did it? Uh, No, it did not. And um, I don't know. There's something about me inside me that says that's a good thing. Um. But I'm, I know there's others who feel very strongly that changes are needed and so on. Right. You hear from both sides. Yeah. But I um, like the process to take place, the government normal election process, a person serves their term. If they don't do a good job, then they're um, perhaps voted uh, out. But uh, the, the stuff midway bothers me. Well, we have about 10 seconds left. Once again, 75 degrees. No, no, it's 70 degrees right now. We picked up five. In our 71st year US. of
1: service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Three Olympic gymnasts, including Simone Biles, are getting ready to testify before lawmakers in the Senate on sexual assault they suffered at the hands of former team doctor Larry Nassar. The hearing's just getting underway now. CBS News learned this morning an FBI agent involved in the Nassar investigation has been fired. Correspondent Jeff Pegues is in Washington.
1: His dismissal comes as FBI Director Christopher Wray prepares to face a grilling by senators here. Now, Wray was not FBI Director when that case started, but we're told that he is expected to express his outrage over how that case was handled.
0: Republican radio show host Larry Elder is vowing to fight on after California Governor Gavin Newsom fended off a recall.
1: We may have lost the battle, but we are going to win the war.
0: Political analysts believe Elder's challenge was derailed by comparisons to former President Trump. A twisted tale of murder and mayhem takes a new turn. CBS's Jim Krasula.
1: Investigators say a prominent South Carolina lawyer tried to arrange his own death earlier this month so his son would get a $10 million life insurance policy. The planned fatal shot only grazed Alex Murdaugh's head. The alleged shooter, a 61-year-old man, faces charges including a at suicide
0: Murdoch's wife and another son were killed at the family's hunting estate months ago that case hasn't been solved disappointing news for prince andrew london's high court says it will do whatever is necessary to serve papers on the queen's son in a new york lawsuit that accuses him of sexually assaulting virginia gouffray when she was 17 If all goes as planned, four civilians will blast off for a three-day space flight
1: tonight. One of the passengers is Haley Arsenault, a St. Jude's child cancer survivor, now a physician.